All right, you want to do the song or what? No such thing as art. All right. How's it going, guys? All right. So, uh, welcome to No Such Thing as Art, our second episode. Second one, baby. Yeah, it's a milestone for us. Yeah. Made it all the way to number two. Yeah. It's an important number in our lives, number two. <laughs> so, on today's show, guys, uh, the first part, we're going to be talking about a uh, local restaurant that Ross ate at, as well as a local comedy show he checked out, and another local business. Uh, and then we're going to review, earlier this week we had a chance to try some cheeses and beefs and beers from local sources, so we're going to talk about our experiences with those. It was amazing. Yeah, where did you eat? All right, first off, I ate at uh, Houdini's Escape Gastropub. Yeah, it's right right on Oneida Street in Appleton, amazing place, Um a lot of the items when I went were out of my price range, but luckily they had a Friday fish fry that was quite affordable there, and uh, yeah, it was it was very good. I I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, what kind of fish did you get? I ended up getting a uh, perch actually, which came with a handful of butter butterfly perch. You know, okay. It was, it was uh, the breading for it was uh, was kind of light light but fluffy. Okay, so I I like that. When it comes to fish fries, us Wisconsinites, we 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 have our favorites, and I've I rarely go outside of getting. Uh, I normally go to um, sidetracked here in Nina and get fish from there. So that's the perch I know. This this was definitely uh, like right to par with that for me. And yeah. I, I've had perch from other places, and I don't. I it, sometimes it, it depends on where you go. Yeah. Perch is one of those sure. things that. Yeah, I've been into Houdini's a couple times, uh, and one thing that's really nice is that they have a changing menu. Yeah, uh, and it keeps things fresh. But for any of those you of you who don't know, uh, that's Houdini's Escape Gastropub. They're at twelve sixteen South Oneida Street, uh, right before you get down to the locks. So go ahead and shoot over and check them out. Uh, what else did you do that night? Um, actually, after that, um, me and my friend went over to see Ryan Niemiller over at uh, Skyline. Right there between the locks. Yeah, right. He was uh, on America's Got Talent. How yeah, was that? He was hilarious. He um he definitely uh he played off of his, uh being on America's Got Talent. Sure. Like he 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 told a lot of stories and stuff from okay. that. And uh it was really cool just to see like him talking about like his success on there and he kinda got he they got a little sentimental towards the end he even said oh there's a part i get sentimental here at the end and he did and he just thanked everybody for being fans of his and voting for him and getting him as far he got third place oh cool that's and, really cool uh, it's yeah. cool to see people in that position be so grateful for the opportunity and the support you know uh he his arms are uh he makes the joke that they look like uh crab claws and that's actually pretty pretty accurate as to what what they are but he's able like he he seems to be able to do everything perfectly fine. He gets up there. He even made a joke when he grabbed his water, and uh, he's like, oh, the first row looks a little worried about me uh, <laughs> grabbing the water. Like, we didn't know this was like a Gallagher show we had to bring plastic along with. 
<laughs> so that was funny. That's awesome. And the, so that was, again, uh, up at Skyline. Uh, we always like to give props to them when we can. Uh, they're a big part of the community and pretty active in giving play, people a venue to uh, showcase their work. So then after that, Ross, uh, you got a chance to tour another local facility offering kind of uh, a new experience for the area. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, I went to Float Light. It's a wellness center in Appleton, Wisconsin. They actually, uh, what you do there is you go and you float. They have these uh, these two two different things, actually. I got, to, I, I got the chance to tour the place with my friend, and it was very nice of them to just give us a free tour. We had to put slippers on. And uh, they they do these things. They're called flotation therapy, and you're using sensory deprivation, and it's uh, it's a mental, physical, and spiritual therapy, and like you're supposed to disconnect from you know the world and everything. We're so connected. There's so many different sensory things in this world. Right, really, the overload. The overload, and it's this is just a way to disconnect from it all. What they do is they have the the waters at exactly. Um, 98.5 degrees, which is what your body temperature is at. Okay. So you don't, like, the idea of that is you don't really feel the water then. Mm -hmm. It's the same temperature as you. And then they uh, they put Epsom salt uh, in the water, so you sit in there and soak in that. How long uh, is one session typically? An hour, it sounds like. And okay. from what we heard, it was $70 an hour. Oh, that's not so, bad. No, I've I, heard about it, talked about it before. I've never got a chance to experience it myself. Well, and it's it's cool. They had this like pod thing, and it looks like straight out of a sci-fi movie. Like they yeah. opened it, like the room's all white and like. Like uh, <laughs> that movie Avatar? Yeah, yep, definitely. <laughs> So, so that's uh, that's Float Light in Appleton. They're on Wisconsin. I'm sorry, uh, West College Avenue. It's 609 West College Avenue. So if that's something you're interested in, check that out. Um, all right. So um, coming up, we got, uh, well, most of the events are canceled. There's not really anything going on at Skyline. Uh, everything's canceled until further notice while we all kind of figure out this uh this new thing ahead of us so yeah it's scary i mean it's all over the place we don't want to talk about it too much just because i'm sure everyone's heard enough of it yeah so stay tuned you know keep an eye open check facebook pages for upcoming events and once things start rolling again we'll be sure to make to bring to you guys all the announcements and events um the things we can mention are that they're starting to do um these facebook live events or a few that were done during the week here that um they're just Facebook Live comedy events, and uh, that just concerts as well. Like uh, Willie Willie Nelson's been doing, uh, he's gonna do a series of um, online concerts. Yeah, I know Neil cool. Young too. Neil Young's doing some yeah. stuff. Is uh, it last night? There was uh, some of our friends did online comedy. Uh, I think they're yeah, doing another yep. one. Yeah, yeah. That was so. at the um, the back. I think you can find lot. yeah the yep, backlot back page. Uh, there's else. links to that. So a lot of a lot of active people doing online live performances. I've seen quite a few DJs doing like uh, two or three hour sets, which is really cool. And yeah, it, it's kind of cool. It becomes a little bit more personal experience, and uh, yeah, you know, just something to keep everybody busy while they're uh, while they're s what is social distancing and yeah, social distancing and quarantining and such. Um, uh, I guess moving on. So let's talk about our cheeses and beers, huh? Yeah, let's talk about those here. Hey? So the first one we tried was from Pine River, which was out of Newton, Wisconsin, which is over by Manitowoc. Uh, it was their spicy beer cheese spread. It was really good. Uh, I liked it, but we also had another cheese spread that I preferred more. It was um, 
from Lax, which is from Greenleaf, just uh, east of the Fox Valley. Yeah, that's the sharp, sharp cheddar, right? Yeah, it was a four-year yep. age super sharp cheddar. Uh, I've always been a big fan of the super sharp yeah, stuff. It, so, it, yep, that I, one I think was really good. But I was, I got both of them at Nemeth's. Uh, was so it's nice, you know, local products and local small businesses. Um, yeah, trying ne- to show a lot of support for those guys right Nemus now. Nemeth's is a well-known uh, meat. Meat and cheese processing, processing place. Yeah, place. Right. It's uh, so those are the beef sticks we had. Were the uh, spicy bloody mary beef sticks that came from Nemus from their Wapaka location. Uh, it was really good. I didn't think they were too spicy. Definitely made me want a bloody mary. Uh, Ross thought they were a little bit spicy. Yeah, I I get heartburn. He thinks mayo spicy. Though. Yeah, I'm I'm as white as they come. <laughs> and then uh, we tried a couple beers. Uh, one from Barrel Forty One. Which is right here in Nina. Uh, what, what was that called? Pantsless Pilsner, actually. Uh, it's a uh, <laughs> Czech-style Pilsner. It's uh, got an APB of 5.1. And it's uh, filled on February 10th. So I personally have stated before that I'm a big Pilsner fan. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's one of those beers that's light and it's not bitter. It's... Uh, it's not heavy. It doesn't sit in your stomach. Yeah. It's, but I prefer the colder the better for me on that. I really, yeah. When it, it as it got like as I I was drinking and I was milking that one after after our first episode <laughs> I uh, I was trying to take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then we tried also the uh, the chocolate coffee peanut butter porter porter uh, from Copper State Brewing, which is out of Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, it's a nitro beer. What does that mean? That means you can do a whip it off the can when you open it. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. That's it's like I think they uh for nitros it's charged with nitrogen. Okay. All right. And I do it with coffee a lot too to get about a like a rich, creamy head. Okay. And uh like Guinness is one that's always been packaged uh with nitro. With nitro, yeah. Okay. So for me, um Porters are a little bit heavier. Heavier. Uh, I like like to have them with paired with like uh, seafood or something like that. But with the chocolate coffee uh, peanut butter taste, it was definitely something I enjoyed having on its own. Yeah, um, it, was a, it was a dessert almost. Yeah, I'm not really big on like the sweet beers, but this yeah. uh, this one had a pretty good aftertaste. As as somebody who drinks coffee quite uh, often, uh, I really enjoyed the coffee aftertaste. It, uh, yeah, and I like I say I. For me, the um the bitterness of coffee is always something I've liked it for. That's why I drink it black, and uh, like this had that kind of just a slight bitter aftertaste, but not 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 something that was was displeasing. It reminded you of coffee, right? And you could kind of taste the chocolate and peanut butter up front. Yeah, that was yeah. I, peanut butter is amazing, no matter what you put in it. Yeah, so that's uh that's Copper State Brewing Company. Those guys are out of uh, Green Bay. I'm sure you can find them at local. Alcohol outlets, once we're allowed to go back into those. Mm-hmm. So uh, that brings us to our show today. Our guest is the host of the open mic at Skyline Comedy Cafe every Wednesday. He was set to open up for Ian Bragg. Bragg or Bag? Bragg. Bragg. I think it's Ian Bragg. Yeah. At Skyline Comedy Club before it got canceled. Uh, he is a pretty decent human being yeah and uh to say the least he's he's uh he's not born and raised but he resides here and working towards uh towards putting his work out there all right so we're here with uh daniel karen karen right Mm -hmm. um 
And uh, how would you say it in like a European accent? You would just have to, you just have to roll the R, which Americans Ooh. don't want to do. It's Cowden, but people hear that and hear hear a D. Yeah, but it's it's pronounced like cow ring, but then you just don't say the G. And what? Where is that from? Uh, it's a Serb Serbo Croatian name. All right, right on. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Like I know, uh, my name's pretty generic Ross Huff both I mean, you both your names have one syllable yeah, that's fucking cool it's yeah it's <laughs> like Ross Huff it's <laughs> <laughs> sing song dude <laughs> it's a character in a fucking rom-com dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny mine's right. more complex yeah right Derwin 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 oh yeah we talked about it last night <laughs> Derwin but if you're really French it's like Derwin Derwin it's fucking slutty <laughs> it sounds like it it kind of the Serbian language is not sexual at all well there's certain <laughs> languages that are they're, they're, they're more prone like to be violently like violently sexual it's, it's not yeah. good it's <laughs> not good I feel like Germans that way too like Germans <laughs> yeah, yeah, like what if everything like... that they're yelling at you is just really nice yeah, and, like, and endearing <laughs> things it's just sad. yell it oh, it's not good. <laughs> it's I blame just... 90s action movies man before, before Muslims were like depicted as terrorists there was a small window where like Eastern Europeans were <laughs> And every like you know Schwartz. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah. Fucking like, Owen Wilson took out a bunch of us in behind enemy lines. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't believe. Die hard. Die hard. Yeah, die I would say die hard. We'll we'll take on the Russian monster. It's all it's, Soviet bloc. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how long you been? Uh, how long and what got you kind of going into comedy? Uh, man, I'm just over. I'm over two years in. Uh, I don't know, man. Boredom. I don't have a a cool comedy start story. You know, nothing inspired you. Um, You're just like, eh. I, mean, I didn't like think. You know, it wasn't something I thought I was gonna be like as a kid. You know, like how you hear a lot of comics say. Um, I have always liked stand up. It was like the number one thing I wanted to do when I turned 21, just to see, watch it. Yeah. Then I realized, all right, the club in Appleton is 18 and up. So there's <laughs> three years that I could have gone and yeah. Seen but yeah, it, uh, it was like soon after I turned 21, I started going there, um, and then there's no real initial spark. I just listened to a lot of uh, comedy podcasts, and uh, once they started talking about open mics, and uh, those exist, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, well, this is a thing you can actually dip your toe in. I don't know. I just never thought about how people became comics. I was just like, oh, one day <laughs> they were just comedians, you know? And you hear them describe the fucking journey, and it's like, oh, I can suck. I can do that. <laughs> and you go to I'm open... good at struggle. <laughs> yeah. Well, they tell you, like, obviously, it's common sense you think about it, but, like, I just never thought about it. And it's like, oh, they were awful for a while, and then they got good, you know, yeah. just like anything else. But comedy just seems so personal. You don't think of it as, like, something you get better at until you start trying it. And then I uh, went to an open mic, uh, saw – a bunch of people bomb and i was like i can at least do that better, you know and then bombed for a while still bombing <laughs> so what did you say like three years two two yeah um so you're a working comic you do shows not quite not i would I'm not <laughs> you that's not i'm an open micer man i'm an open micer that gets some shows sometimes a working comic in my view is someone who doesn't makes a living doing comedy all right all right no means am i doing that i follow <laughs> you on that um yeah. 
So as an open micer that gets shows, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, that's why I identify it. <laughs> what uh, like what is what? What's the furthest you've gone to do a show? Uh, <laughs> me and uh, Jack Hazley once drove to uh, Rockford. That's the farthest I drove for like, a paid gig. It was uh, five hours, four and a half hours in, in Illinois, and yeah, we performed for uh, a bartender and four very uncomfortable people <laughs> no idea there was a show because uh, the comics that were from the area just you know didn't promote it and the bar doesn't give a shit like they're not like oh come you know um it's not anyone's fault just shows happen like that but yeah it's it sucked it sucked that you drive uh five hours with your friend and you're hyped for a show you're all excited and then they drive back you're just like trying not to talk about <laughs> how awful and awkward <laughs> the whole thing was yeah, some hours. struggling to say something optimistic. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. I don't fucking travel America. You know, I don't get booked in fucking Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, I'm no. You know what I mean? It's well, just mostly Wisconsin and a little bit of Illinois. That's right. I w- I would imagine Nebraska is even harder <laughs> to get crowds to than Fuck than around here. You know, I drove through that place too many times to ever want to. Back, I drove through once and I broke down. Oh god! Damn. And now I've for, I've always driven around it since. Yeah, it's, it's it's I didn't realize there was a, a different. Uh, there's a north route you can take to Colorado, and I just never just drove right through. It's the fucking worst. Yeah, it's a rough stretch. It's a desolate nothingness. So, uh, who are um, some of your biggest inspirations in comedy? Oh man. Um. It, it it varies, I think, you know, like I, I if, um, really liked, I've always liked Bill Burr, like well before I uh, started doing stand-up, and I always, you know, he was always a shit. Obviously, yeah, he's Chappelle. an amazing comic. Uh, dude, lately I've been I've been digging Norm Macdonald a lot. I don't know why. It's, it's his style. <laughs> he stumbles through his shit, and that's what makes it Dude, so funny. I mean, I've always loved Norm and SNL and like all the movies yeah. he's in, but then I, I just never gave him much thought as a comic until just like this last year i was i've watched like everything he has on youtube yeah <laughs> it's yeah. fucking incredible dude like he's just got this like, personality that there's no one like him man yeah Not even a little bit um yeah uh and he's still going i mean he's it's amazing like how he gets you know he had that show on netflix i don't know if that's still going on or not but that was one it's of the things yeah, yeah. Uh, but i it he's he's got this just demeanor about him and that was perfect when they did the Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL, because he played that part so well, like he just had this the same demeanor, just that kind of doesn't give a shit kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah, Have you seen the the show on HBO, uh, Crashing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's a really funny concept, you know. It's a like being a successful comic that like. Makes a show about being an unsuccessful comic. I just think it's funny. Like, obviously, it's a show, but like, I, I <laughs> it like paints this picture in your head. Like, man, if I move to New York, all my favorite comics are just gonna give me a place to live. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Like, as if Artie Lang would ever be like, "Yeah, you can crash my fucking couch." Man. <laughs> like, no, it's a great show, and I think it paints. Uh, as far as like shows about stand up. Not that there are many, but it paints a pretty realistic view of, you know, making it in comedy, to, at least to an extent. I mean, I've never tried doing comedy in New York. I'm sure it's the fucking... Or, like, almost but not quite there. making it in comedy, yeah. you know? like Yeah. 
That's fun. There's another good one called uh, They Canceled It, unfortunately. It's called I'm Dying Up Here. Oh, they canceled that? That yeah. sucks. I did like yeah. that show. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah, it's like comedy in the 70s. It's yeah. based kind of off like the comedy store thing. Yeah, I thought it was interesting to write a um, a drama based off of like a stand-up comedy scene. Yeah. You know, like an iconic. I thought it was good. I thought it was well done. Uh, I guess Mar- that Marvelous Mrs. Maisel's. I, I just started that. Yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting. It's, interesting. it's another it's, time it's, one. Like, yeah, it, it yeah. goes back to that time and. It's a little unrealistic version of, of stand-up, you know? Like, yeah. hey, get angry and go on stage. It's like, no, yeah. go to an open mic and see yeah. how fucking awful it is to see 10 people in a row Just do bombing that. And... <laughs> but that's how you try out your new but stuff, it's fun though. To watch. Yeah, it's it is. It's a show to watch, man. I, I know uh, there was uh, My Name is Dolomite that uh, oh, came yeah. out on Netflix. That was pretty cool. That show was uh, really Eddie Murphy. About, like, stand-up. No, say. but it's about what it, like making it in in something. Yeah, but well, like he started by going on stage doing the stand up, and he was a stand up comedian, and uh, he saw this uh, guy who just I think he was homeless or something, but he comes in the store and just has this jive about him, this character about him, and he takes that character and develops it into this Dolomite who's just you know fucking the shit. Like he even though. Like obviously the guy who walked in the store was not the shit. That attitude, that like, just stood out in his mind, and he went from there, and it became this like weird. Like they ended up making movies and stuff of this Dolomite character who started out on stage as a character comedian, basically, and uh, just fucking exploded. Yeah, and it's it's cool, but like uh, I think Eddie getting back into comedy now because he's saying how you know. He, he wants to dive back in. That was a good move on his part to start out with something Dude, like that. I hope he does just because it would be, you know, it'd be great. It's been forever. But it's also like, think of, think of all he has to lose. Yeah. If it sucks. Yeah. Like, I, I doubt it will suck by, by no means do I doubt. But imagine like, it just doesn't, I mean, I feel like no matter how it is, it's going to get good critical acclaim. And yeah. Because it's Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Dude never fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like maybe you can bring up the fact that like, uh, you watched, I think it's Delir- Delirious. Like he just he has he just says the word fag a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, Delirious era, is an amazing, but it's routine. like pretty gnarly in terms it's, of like today's standards. Yeah, the of like, first the first bit of it, <laughs> but like the the ice cream like, bit uh, where he goes on. I don't know if you uh, heard that bit at all. I can't. He he basically goes on like the, the that childish like like oh it's the ice cream truck. Everyone knows how that feels. You hear that music, you're getting excited, and then he goes on about sitting there with the ice cream cone while the kid across the street doesn't have one. <laughs> And making fun of him because his, you know, family's on welfare and his dad's an alcoholic and shit. But like, <laughs> no, but it's, um, I feel like he, he, there's no real incentive for him to do it when it's like offer Eddie Murphy fifty million. It's like, dude, I already have. Family. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like I'm sure. I'm, He's yeah. got a big family though. I mean, he could probably burn through that quick. <laughs> but that can also be a reason to like do it for the. The art form of it, yeah, right? That's, like, that's what I was. Uh, that, that was gonna be the next thing I said. It's like, uh, but he hasn't been doing stand up in the last like 20, 30 years. He does like maybe a movie you a know, year. Right? Yeah, and, and he, doesn't, like, he doesn't have to. No, he's got fucking Doolittle money, dude. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, or like Haunted Mansion, right? Yeah. <laughs> or you know, whatever. Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> coming to America, folks. They're doing a. They, they they filmed a second one. That's coming. Co- really? <laughs> coming to America what? too. Yeah, they, it's coming. Him and Arsenio Hall got back together, and <laughs> you know he kind of like he kind of like helped pave a way for comedy 
Oh yeah. You know, with his style and, and like like you said, the things he says. You At know? that time, no one said that crap. It was just weird that. Uh, oh sorry. Cool. <laughs> he was like. Uh, he was like 19, I think, at that point, maybe 20. Yeah, years right? Old. Like super yeah. young. And like, so well, he in. just exploded. When he was going to the comedy clubs, he was really young. That's like, um, uh, all right, I'm drawing a fucking blank here. Dave Chappelle. Dude, yeah, Dave Chappelle 16. was another one that like started out really young and, uh, in the clubs. And like, they started with their dick and fart jokes, poop jokes, and kind of built from there. And you look at both of them, they're such big inspirations for either one of their times but their beginnings very similar their styles are almost pretty similar no like I, there's differences Mur- Eddie murphy's way more like energetic uh, animated <laughs> yeah and fucking, yeah uh just obviously had like a, a big star quality about him and, and he mean, knew she, he was the shit and well, yeah and like too, saturday night live wanted to be a stand-up I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he didn't he branch did off and do movies. He did, yeah. he did, you know, he did Half Baked and like Con Air. That's <laughs> right, he was in Con Air. Oh, yeah, that's right. A lot of a yeah. Nick Cage threw Chappelle out of the yeah. plane. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot all about I'm, that. I thought that's how you become a stand up comic. That's, yeah. <laughs> just get uh, thrown out of a plane. No, but I, uh, I think um, Chappelle just had it in him to be the best stand up. And I think Eddie Murphy was like, yeah, I want to. I'm just gonna see star. Yeah, he well, he did music. He did everything. Eddie was like, he he released music. Yeah, it was. He had a good voice, but but perfectly garbage. Yeah, it was. It was. It's like you listen to uh, party all the time. Yeah, no one's vibing that. Like after a bad day at work, when it comes on, you're like, oh, this is so corny. Yeah, (laughs) I have to whistle along. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why even do that, Eddie? Like, why? He was on top of the world at that time. He's all fucked up with Rick James. Yeah, put you on, man. <laughs> like what? <laughs> oh, it's good. So I guess would you consider yourself an artist then? Ah man. Uh I mean dude, it's 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 a weird it's a kind of like a pompous way to there's no non pompous way to answer that. Because it's like I think comedy is an art or stand up is an art form in the same way like <laughs> interpretive <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's like a woman throwing herself at a wall. Some people would be like, "Wow, Ellie, Ellie, the, the art of it all." But like with stand up, there's an obvious formula to to follow. You know, there's a formula in stand up, and you can perfect that formula and become a really good stand up by following what the rules are of it. I guess you know what I mean. Like right, the, execution, you know, or whatever. But then again, it's like. I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I would say uh, I, I'm just trying to be funny. <laughs> I yeah. Even say I'm You're like um like one of those like <laughs> novice painters that goes to like the the wine and painting session. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think stand up is is an art form. I, I guess. But then it's like it's so corny to say that, and then it's like, can a beautiful can a can a perfect diarrhea joke be art it's like <laughs> can a bag of diarrhea be considered art you know but what see, I mean? it's all according to the it's listener like, though but, too like, but if you listen going around where it's like uh comedians on st- or comedians in podcasts it's like yes comedy is a high form of art and comedians <laughs> at open mics it's like it's like a taco bell diarrhea joke <laughs> you know, i'm fucking up the meme but you know what i mean it's, yeah it's so funny because it's like you listen you listen it's to a lot true. of podcasts and it's Sometimes, like you hear these comics are just like up their own asshole, but then, yeah. I think for the most part, all, all the all the ones I like, all the good ones, know that it's like 
calling stand-up an art. It's it's it is, but it, it's such a it's loose a fun term. Art. Of the, I mean, like it's such a loose term of the uh, uh, of the use of the term. But then again, it's like is it, like like we just said, is this blue circle on a blank canvas? Hot art, right? Like, yeah. What the fuck is that? Like, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, where's the fine line? Because you do look at certain comics, like, like uh, um, George Carlin and uh, um, Sam Kinison, you know, that have like drastically bits, different styles, bits like, that push the envelope yeah. and really test people. But looking back on it, the way they delivered it and set it up, you know, there's just a handful of comics where it's like. Only that comic could get away with something yeah, like and, that. And it's like I think uh I think it's it's unfortunate that stand up is it's so easy to imitate other people, not like steal jokes or anything, but it's so because it's like it, it's such a thing you have to learn on your own, but you don't want because there's so few things that are like that. Like you can learn to play the guitar in your basement with no one around you. You can learn to kickflip in your garage. But, but you but still like draw is, influence, right, in yeah, developing yeah, your for style sure, for sure. Um, uh, but like, ugh, fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. Just, like, like you can kickflip in your garage. Uh, <laughs> but like stand up, you ha the only way to get better is to fucking be awful in yeah. front of actual people. And then it's like, is that also art? <laughs> like, is, is sucking at it? Well, and I, I think it all goes into it. Like, as a, as just getting into this myself, you know, this last year, I, it, I, I looked at a lot of you guys first going into it, and I saw it very much as art because I wasn't doing that. I wasn't getting up there and doing this. And like, what you guys are getting up there. And saying and doing, you can tell there's time put into it. You can yeah, tell there's exactly. a thought process. Yeah, and I think like when people think of you take an idea and develop into something more than just a thought in your head. Yeah, but I think that's all art. I think uh, the the easiest way to define art is things that are entertaining. Yeah, like, yeah. Like it's like I think the for the most part the world is starred for entertainment, especially you know countries where we have the luxury of boredom. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, it's it's. There's it's like there's countries that Thousands of don't have that, and now it's like we have it so fucking dope that <laughs> we're just starved for something to do because we figured out a system that allows us to do that. Yeah. And um, but yeah, and and I think it's probably I can't even I don't know for sure, but I I would I would think it's extremely it's one of the hardest times to make it at all in this because you're competing with phones and memes which are so quick and direct and to the point which is like what uh you know a, a, a good stand-up trims the fat of his jokes and gets you know set a punchline done whatever as quick as possible but while staying while saying the most yeah think about a meme yeah <laughs> it's, it's like just an three instant sentences in a picture yeah and it's like that hits your funny right there yeah and there's no fucking oversight with memes you know it's like there's there's no i wish there was the same the same attack on on people who just steal memes or steal jokes as there is on people who steal stand up you know it's just steal jokes and yeah like, it's in i don't know it's and you see it's people weird, that get up man. and use memes sometimes for jokes like an adaptation of yeah. it and stuff which i mean it's not the end I, I, there's so much shit you're gonna write and you go out there and look and there's something that's like it and 100%. it's like oh i think it's pretty pretty obvious when like it's when someone does that it's like oh you just had four jokes that sounded nothing like the one that worked. Yeah. Like the voice and style and whatever. Yep. It's, 
I think it's whatever, man. Like, I, I think if you're under five years in and you're just learning how to do it. You're like, just figuring out how to be a person like, on stage. Not, by no means am I saying fucking go out and steal material, but it's also like understand that you're you're if you don't know how to write a joke it's like if you and if you like and a lot of comics like they've never written up until start learning how to do stand-up so it's like you're learning how to write in one of the hardest ways to write like assume that you're you know like not everything you say is going to be a purely original premise you know yeah that's why like a lot of open micers are like oh man fucking he's doing like oh relationship material oh man oh you're talking about your 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 wife or your parents. It's like yeah, these are all the f- the fuck else. Like, relatable. You know what I mean? It's relatable. Yeah, right. And it's common what am I ground. Sw- right. Talk about a niche video game that yeah. came out in 1982. Only like weeks. a few people like, about. Like uh, you guys remember in Final Fantasy Nine when fucking <laughs> Fifi fucking. It's like come on, dude. Like it, it, it. But you know that that's not to say like tr- obviously try to be as original as authentic as you can. But like I think that comes with just doing it. And then when you try to force that, like if you're a year or two in, it's just it's it's gonna be corny. You're gonna talk about things that no one really understands. Like yeah. Well, I think a lot of it's the way you set it up and deliver it too. You know, uh, I think for a long time there's been a lot of like premises that get circulated, but the key is finding your voice and your style and. And then setting it up properly and, and delivering it the right way. Yeah, and I th- I just think that that comes with just doing it, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Catholic pedophilia jokes. Well, yeah. It seems to be so t- like everyone's got their their go at it. I, I feel like. I mean, like I'm guilty of of doing just you know gross shit for the sake of gross shit, especially right like, shock value. Yeah. I wonder why that is like the natural, almost like everyone's natural instinct. Like I think part of it gravitate. comes because like I think it's because of shit that you makes your friends laugh. Right. Yeah, right. Know? A it's, lot it's of people really will like know. listen to stand up before they get into it. Yeah. And a lot of those comics, that's what makes people the people laugh, right? And so they're like they try to emulate that. And I think shock value is like the easiest one to go for. You know what I mean? But it's not going to catch every crowd, it's not, right? Though. Like, right. Well, and especially thing. if everybody's like, doing like, it. I yeah. Think now that like you know I've done whatever a few shows or and it's like I've you know I've done enough shows to kind of like start being able to understand specific crowd. You know, I still don't know how to read a fucking crowd or read a room well, but like you and it's like. Yeah, it's the easy like we think it's the easiest laugh, but it's not. It, right. And it's it, it, how do you not have that self awareness or that common sense to look into a crowd of people uh, at seven p.m. in a Wisconsin yeah. bar, <laughs> and they're just sitting there trying to drink their fucking Bush Light, and you're like, uh, "Abortions look like spaghetti." <laughs> like, how would you think that that yeah. is the easiest way? To, it's the right. hardest way to get a laugh. Like, yeah. Right. Gonna, like, well, and you know, and you're like you're talking, you, everyone does it. I've done it. Like, well, yeah. but like you were saying, like the hardest way to find out to that you need to not keep doing that is, is to, to do it and feel that horrible. Yeah. But it's like fucking a. Like, how do you not just? How is that not a thing in your head? Like, right, like it is now. You know, like I don't know. So, like for a process wise, like what do you do? Like from writing till end till a joke is part of your like. You know, Arsenal. I don't know. Um, sometimes there's very few jokes that I've sat down and like written. You know, from from nothing to a, a completed joke. joke. Yeah. For the most part, like um, they're gonna deal pop in your head or my head, and I'll I'll literally like if I'm sitting down to write, I'll walk around my apartment like 
at like speaking into my phone like i don't know there's there's just like something about talking that more naturally pulls ideas or you know shit out of me for, yeah than, for like yourself I, oh man i wish i could just sit down and just click away and and write because then it's that's that would be ideal <laughs> like yeah. you don't have to you can write anywhere you can write 20 minutes while you're like waiting for something or you know what i mean like but i, I have to like really want to fucking do it and for the most part like some of the you know my favorite jokes that i'm doing right now um just if i'm fucking doing the dishes yeah it, it's, it comes to you at the weirdest times beauty of not of not forcing it out of your exactly you know the things I mean? that come organically i feel like are normally some of the funniest like yeah. just having your phone but, available and write down everything but what's weird though <laughs> is uh and I've, and I've heard other comics mention this. It's kind of cool to know that, I'm, you know, a lot of people think this way. But as soon as I write an idea on paper, it becomes, like, I just find, like, there's something wrong with it. Like, reading it back from yep. written, it, it's just, like, that's not funny. Yeah. Like, Why did I, I think that like, was I funny? I have this, like, pop of, like, oh, man, that could be something. Yep. And as soon as I read it back and try to develop it. It's like a part of my laziness. It's like, you know what? This is taking work. It sucks. It's a fucking stupid idea. Throw it out. Go back to whatever. Dude. Like, yep. Crumple yeah. up the paper, throw it out. Those dishes aren't going to do themselves. Yeah, fuck it. Oh, yeah. It's weird like but that. Part of the art form of it is taking something that you think is stupid like that and developing it into something that. Oh, in that term, then I'm not an artist. <laughs> like, do you have any jokes that you like? That you really like of yours, or that you that you use that were, didn't start out good? Um, all of them. There's not one joke that I do uh, in my ten minutes <laughs> that started that, out good. No, fuck no, sure. man. Like I feel like if a joke comes too easy, like yeah, it's either been done before or it's nowhere near. Like what are the chances? Like the first time you think <laughs> of something, joke. it's perfect. Yeah, and that sometimes does occur. Like. Like, when you're talking shit with friends and something comes up, it's like, oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you catch yourself being like, that could that might become something. But that's that's because you're, you're absolutely comfortable. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And every now and then, like, you'll say something on stage, you know, that, that could be used into a joke. You know, if I have a few little tags that I've done that way. But, like, and it's like... Um, like, I hear a lot of my favorite comics on podcasts talk about how they write on stage. Like, they don't even r sit down and write, and it's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Getting to a point where that, that, like, muscle memory or whatever in your brain or just your pathways yeah, in your brain are so, is just ingrained, yeah. are so developed that you can just come up with five minutes of just from, like, riffing on an idea. Like, that's that's. That'd be I, that, that'd be the funnest way to write because <laughs> yeah. it's never boring. You're, yeah, you're just in, up there <laughs> in the moment. I've tried doing stuff like that before, and it just doesn't like. I know I'm not at a skill it's like by a, any means to do that. But you can but you can bust out a song really quick. I, there's like for a, it depends on the inspiration. Like I've had times too though where I've had to force like when we had writing challenges at Cimarron, yeah. there were times I just like all right, I have an hour, see if I can force a song out, and I would, and it wasn't as funny. I felt like it was material. But it's also practice. It's yeah. learning how and, to write. Yep. Like, like well, it's, it's utilizing those thoughts, right? Those ideas that if you had time, maybe you'd just chuck to the side. Yeah. And taking those things and developing it, which ultimately, even if it's not one of your strongest ones, it's still practice and developing your style. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, like, that's that's why even a shitty open mic is necessary. It's It's like just getting out there and doing it, you know, 
is just it's it's you gotta think of it as like a fucking health bar you know what i mean like well, and it's, it's kind it of like the entire process is, is is cutthroat you know there's so many people that are doing it now and like you said, yeah. there's just so many elements where it's like you really got to work for it. It's also like uh, you can't you can't think of it like you got to think of it from your level, man. Like I, I'm right. doing comedy in a fucking in northeastern Wisconsin. <laughs> like I I understand that like if you're thinking about like fucking Netflix or whatever the fuck, yeah, yeah. Ne- those steps. It's like, dude, maybe get funny first. Right. <laughs> that's like that's that's the number one thing. Like, maybe learn how to write first. Yeah. That's. Yeah, man, that's that's all I'm trying to do right now. It's it's like, I just no, wanna... that's legit. That's a, a definitely a good uh, a good way to be. You know, being real about it is is important, and it kind of it kind of clears all the other bullshit out of your way, yeah. so that you can focus on writing and developing. And, and it's and exactly, and it's not like I have any like real plans of of this becoming anything other than just a fun little thing i do in my free time like if it does amazing is it likely fuck no am i I trying my hardest at it no you know but right now i just uh i want to have good shows (laughs) and i want to get comfortable and that's 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 the main thing as soon as i start thinking about like all these other comics who are younger than me who are like in new york and killing it it's and then it's like oh then it becomes like less fun and it's pointless it's like, right why am i even doing that right because it's not for you anymore you know it's your focus has shifted to them yeah and yeah and, then, and it's also they're way more driven more talented and <laughs> care a fuck ton more than i do so it's like what you know no shit dude <laughs> yeah but, i mean you get you get people like that that do look at like the grunge scene the grunge scene was all about the scene but people fell in love with it and you had these bands that became these huge things from it but some of them like look at nirvana he hated it he didn't like having the fame and stuff he wished he still had you know playing in a garage and not having to write shit for people basically which showed in some of the songs he did later on. He was trying to push people away. Oh, man. Like, whatever, man. But that's what, like, uh, it's hard for me to feel bad for Kurt Cobain. That's what, like, oh, I'm just so fucking good, and people like my music. Why can't oh, less like people it. like it? Do you ever get like, people to tell you you look like a It's not an insult. I mean, I don't know if he's a, traditionally a, a stud. <laughs> I mean, like I'm sure people wanted to fuck his songs him. Yeah. i don't know dude whatever it's just like what a what a fucking cornball it's like then fucking stop do some start painting yeah like what like you're not my forced heart. into doing this is my passion yeah. and like people enjoy it and oh but they oh, ruined it for me like imagine how many bands there are that are like uh no one gives a fuck about our songs you <laughs> fucking bitch <laughs> you punk right you fucking courtney love fucking fucker <laughs> no man I'm glad she killed him though. <laughs> that was I was gonna say it was totally her. I was ill Duce, was... baby. <laughs> you ever, you yeah, know, dude. You know, I wrote a the... paper in college about El Duce. No, about oh, the whole my... about the whole conspiracy. <laughs> dude, but do you know like have you looked into any yeah, of them? Yeah, well, just oh, what like, what I yeah. saw about him on the documentary. Oh man, me and uh, me and JC were big on <laughs> like, the fucking the mentors. Which is like this horrible, horrible punk band from like the mid '90s or early '90s. Fucking uh, and allegedly the lead singer of that band uh, got offered fifty grand to kill <laughs> Kurt Cobain. Oh by yeah, Courtney Love. 
but <laughs> dude, just look into it. It's 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 a great. I know battle. there's there's like books that it's are written great... on that, multiple books about how Courtney did it and stuff. And yeah, like, <laughs> I did. I know one of the things was they found like the same handwriting and the suicide letter was like. They they saw her like there was a sentence of it that she was writing yeah. over and over again that was with her in rehab. There was like no gore behind him. Like there was all these things that was like really weird about the whole and the fact that he had like a f- heroic dose of heroin in his system. Yeah, it was like three times a point lethal. Where like he might not have, but it's also he was a pretty solid junkie dude. Yeah, he's, he's good at doing oh, yeah. heroin. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's the thing is, what's a lethal dose for a normal person or for? Well, Kirk like how long, is his, how long is his arms that he can pull the trigger? Shot? That was the he big, yeah, toe, the man. angle. Come on, like you're one of them hillbilly toes. With a shotgun in your mouth, sobbing. Come on, <laughs> you, you know you could do. <laughs> <laughs> you could, I got stubby appendages. I could, I, I could never pull it off. <laughs> I'd have to use like an Uzi or something. <laughs> you ever think about that? You're like, fuck. Will that ceiling fin hold my weight? Because, like, the only thing worse than killing yourself is failing. Sitting there with a noose around your neck, like, God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) I'm too fat to die! (laughs) I guess I'll just go back to doing it with McDonald's. Like, yeah, it turns out my obesity saved my life. Go and talk at like high schools. Hey, are you a sad fat kid? Well, guess what? It's gonna save your life one day. <laughs> so, we got on this tangent because we kind of went on scenes or whatever. Um, one of the cool things that came out recently was uh, "Fools of the Fox Valley" by Lee Marshall, and it covers the whole Fox Valley comedy scene. It's really cool. Dan, you're actually in it. Um, interviewed. You said you haven't watched it yet, though. You don't want to. But you did a very good job. Uh, just like, just like your comedy. I think you're you're too uh, hard on yourself. But uh, it's, it's not like <laughs> I just don't want to watch. I don't know, man. Because it's like what I, I don't even remember what I said in it. So it's <laughs> it's. I, I think I sounded cool as fuck. Yeah. That's, that's I like he he did these little he did these little things underneath everyone's name, like because they'll have they'll have. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna like yours. Yeah, you'll like what yours. Mine says, is it cool guy? <laughs> it's, oh, it's that cool guy. No, it blurred it, out your face it, and distorted yeah, your voice. Yeah, so if that makes you any, <laughs> any more comfortable. It's just <laughs> you know, witness protection. I snitched on the mob. What's up? It just says anonymous, and then underneath it says not funny. Uh, no. <laughs> Like for Brackenridge, she had like wash up, washed up, or whatever. Oh, no. Yeah, like I, mean, I hope Rob signed off on it. I, I was, I'm sure he don't. Well, mind. you're you're a said He's junkie, well right so. Now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if he asked for permission or not. Not. That makes it that much better. Yeah, you can't just go around outing people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> What was yours? What did yours say, Ross? I, I didn't have one. I didn't get an interview or nothing. I, oh, you were just I'm in the just B-roll? Little, yeah, I'm in the B-roll footage. What is it? You see big, me? Big baller for sure. It's what? You think yeah. so? Yeah. No, I know. What if it's a little dick baller? Little dick. Either way, you're balling, dude. <laughs> Little dick, big dick energy. <laughs> right? It's all about the heart you put into it. <laughs> so, raging heart. What are your takes on it then, Ross? Uh on on the uh, I love it. I I think I'll watch uh, it. I'm just being a little, a little 
little, you know, little it's well, and it just came out. It's not like it's been out forever. I think he just released it on like s- Sunday, I think. Or well, anyways, uh, it's it's just a, a cool little uh, blip into the Fox Valley comedy scene. I feel like Lee did a really good job of. Like interviewing the right people and stuff I didn't too. Think and it was like, coming out, man. No, every and that's the thing is like he even said like everyone thought I wasn't. I did it, and he's proud of himself. That's good. He did okay. a good job. He should be proud of himself. Yeah, I mean, dude, he had access to like 4K cameras yeah, and shit, he, dude. Like he had nice stuff. Him. Definitely, I was jealous. It's well put together, and I mean, I, I grant that I haven't watched it, but it's just like, man, I, I if he would have done this like. Four years from now, I feel like uh, I feel like Appleton's gonna have a pretty solid comedy. One, well, it's yeah, yeah I it's feel like, like it's it was like just... a year, two years old when he started making the dog. It's like, oh man, you got want to interview a bunch of open micers, mm-hmm. regurgitating right? Well, shit that's what we were kind of talking about, like, oh, you know, when when like other comics first started or like open mic even started in this area, there was like you know four guys, and that was four four guys telling the same jokes at at each spot, you know, and like. More well, I mean, people got involved. It more people. I'm said... oh, sorry. No, I was just saying. I I've watched it grow. I, yeah. you know, more people getting involved. More people taking interest. Well, there's uh, been a scene in Appleton for like ten years. It was just uh, very hobbyist, you know, which it is now. But like they didn't, you know, the skyline didn't have an open mic. Uh, I think the comedy quarter, comedy quarter had an open mic. That yeah. was before my time. That was yeah. You know. That's where Sean got started. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was so much harder for them to you know get better because all the open mics that were available to them were ones that they put on, and it's like it's it's hard enough to keep an open mic going, especially if there's like five or six comics in the scene. Yeah, it's like oh, you know what I mean? It's how how are you gonna get better that way when there's really no. There's three people putting together shows, you know, like, and they're like your mom and your aunt and your. Or cousins. they're in like Clyde, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, population yeah. sixty-two. <laughs> Which those can be like, fun shows too. They can be. You can't really do material at those type of places. It's like, different. It's a different give feel. A fuck. They don't want to hear my opinion on on stick shifts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. I'm sure they they want to hear about your mom's boobs though. Yeah, that's yeah. stuff like that. I like, think would probably be. <laughs> she was there with her tits <laughs> out. <behind me. laughs> I I feel like like well, be doing the music thing. I feel like I fend well on the bar scenes. Like I I yeah. Uh, if, I mean, I think a guitar comic. Uh, it's I'm not saying it's easier for you by any means. I have no idea what it's like to do that. But uh, I feel it's easier. I think I got a cheat code. Stand up <laughs> is super foreign to a lot of audience members, especially when they they have no idea there's an open mic or a show. Yeah, they're just like, wait, fucking what? What? Like, what yeah, is, what, what? people do this? Yeah. It's 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Is this vaudeville era. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you gonna start fucking a trombone? So I don't know. But like, so to them, it's like weird. So they're already like, this is weird. I feel uncomfortable. I've never been to a comedy show. And then the first guy up is. Eats a bag of shit. You know, it's it's you can't you gotta. That's like, tough, man. But with with the with the guitar, it's like oh, I I recognize this thing. I I I can listen to music. You know, I've I've done this before. Like, you know, and so it's like they're more welcoming for you to do it. But then you still gotta not suck. <laughs> so yeah, it's like it's not like you can just go up there and do nothing. It's, you know, it's good for the good. experience though. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna show you. But like the thing is, if you're if you're a comic, you're majority of the time you're gonna be at a comedy club. Like if you're no. and people are prepared. Well, it's eh, well a, a comedy event. Event where, where there's like, tickets think, purchased and it's known that it's uh it's for comedy. Like one thing I'd really like. 
for Appleton to have, and it's they're really starting to with Lyle and like Brandon. I was to say it's like yeah. a, a producer that is competent, that kn- knows what they're doing, and Cranes too. I'm not yeah. trying to rule out Cranes. He puts on great shows. He puts on amazing shows. And um, so that's them. You know, there's there's variety in that way. You know what I mean? When I look at like uh, Milwaukee or Madison, it's like they have. Uh, like Milwaukee just got a club, so that they're gonna, you know, they're yeah, the laughing that. tap. That's but, like, a cool club. Milwaukee had such a good grassroots, purely comic developed scene that it was like still attracting an, a, you know, a hundred plus audience for shows that comics put together. That's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, and that's that's another, you know, and like the same goes with Madison, but you know, they have comedy on state and stuff, but they also have a really good scene, a grassroots effort scene. And uh, that's that's what I'd really like for Appleton, you know. Like, and again, I don't plan on staying here too much longer. As far as like, you know, I'd I'd, I'd like to, you know, get down to Milwaukee, probably, maybe, you know, depending on what fucking happens in the next the, couple of years. But. It's like with a lot of art forms, you know, you want to expose exposure to a larger market. Yeah. Um. It would just know? it would just benefit Appleton, I think, if there was uh, a, a a thriving comedy scene. You I think know? you're starting like, to see you're starting to see signs of it. There's multiple shows on the same weekend. Like I mean, you didn't ever saw that. You never saw that. And like, I feel like this it's 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 fragile, but it's yeah. I think it's building. I think it's cool that we're uh, that uh, the people of Appleton have options other than going to a bar to drink or going to a bar to catch a cover band. You know, like and granted, the 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 music scene in uh, like Appleton is fucking. That's another thing booming too. Wi Jam, we jam. Those guys are fucking killing it. Um, so it's like if we can have a great underground music scene, like I, I don't see why there couldn't be a comedy scene, especially with the fact that we have an A plus club in yeah. our town, dude. Like that, oh, yeah. it blows me away that there there hasn't been a, a a real comedy scene here in the last like ten years. Like what? But then again, it's uh, it's the previous owner just didn't want to do an open mic, and without. A club mic, you know, like I think that really motivates people to get better quicker because you have tangible opportunity to perform at a real venue. Yeah. I think the atmosphere and the environment and being around other people that are creating and, and, and working out their ideas and and trying out different material, uh, I think that's really beneficial too. Yeah. As opposed to just and you know, sitting it, in your basement. Exactly. And trying it, like I, the fact that the, the, the Skyline mic is like, it's so crucial to the scene. It's like that's the club. That's that's the mic you want to ch- really try out the the stuff you've been working on. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not talking against Simran or the Attic or any other open mic, but like when you're performing to f- seven or eight other comedians and the bartender, like it's hard to want to fucking really hit one out of the park. Just, yeah. yeah. So it's like, but when you're at at the you know at the skyline and there's like. 30 40 audience members it's like oh shit this feels like a real show right and you're at a venue that's specifically set up for that fucking slot machines aren't going off right the the tvs aren't just turned you know no muted tvs like right that's what the only thing about 90 percent of open mics is like hey can you kill the jukebox they don't they don't turn off the they they mute the tvs yeah they "Ah." leave them on yet so the sports are on i'm still competing with silent gulf all right that's gonna beat us (laughs) right turn it off Yeah, that's gotta be tough, man. I've seen myself get caught up in a couple of silent golf games before. <laughs> yeah. And it's like not, and it's like because we're all like just you know new open micers, so no one's giving a fuck, you know. And, yeah. But no, I think um, 
I think it's raw. It's all raw yet for sure. Oh, the yeah. scene, but um, and there's like you know good, good guys like Sean and like Chris and they've been around for the the whole scene. Rob and you know like all those dudes and yeah. So it's cool. Like I wonder what what their view of of like the this this whole new part of the wave of the scene is you know what i mean like oh i because they uh, they started with with nothing <laughs> yeah <laughs> Rob, i give them all hell like crazy props for like you know they, they really love doing it you know because it's like they were doing it for you know nothing really for and the time while, commitment you know, like, you know it would have been so easy them. back then to just be like to just give up yeah there's nothing you you have to make the shows happen otherwise you don't get to do them right yeah you know and it's still like that for the most part but i'm sure that i'm sure that they had some producers that were putting together shows. I'm sure Cranes was doing it back then, too. Oh, yeah. That's where a lot of these shows came from. Like, uh, I know uh, there was one I did that he was telling me. It was they had another show lined up that fell through, and him and Greg Willett went to this other bar with the oh, sound that equipment. Was, that was the new Holstein. No Holstein, yeah. Dude, literally, yeah. he had a show in Milwaukee that felt, or the venue just said, fuck it, the day of. Yeah. So within four hours, he called, like, every bar he could find in the phone book. This is his phone book era. Yeah. Right? And then uh, Mustang, no, New Holstein, the the New Holstein bar, I forget what it's yeah, called. Yeah, I forget what it's called, too. But the, they're the ones that were like, yeah, sure. Yeah, and he still does He still does. Yeah, that dude, that's, that's cool to me. That, to yeah. me, it's like, man. It was a good crowd too when I did a show you, there. Yeah, I uh, I didn't do too hot, but the crowd is there. Yeah. <laughs> when I went. Oh, yeah. That's, they're all locals. The thing is, is like if you they, can they get to like, uh, it was funny because I was I was bomb. Like I there was a part in the middle where I I started getting like no laughs, and I went into my Tinder date song, which is normally my it gets laughs no matter you know when I do it. I wasn't getting any laughs at the beginning. This guy had just walked in. And so I started kind of just playing off him right away. Well, here he's a local legend. <laughs> Apparently, every I, I got that crowd back right away again, and it was so yeah, funny he how talked about their the, guy. Their guy, <laughs> it was, and he, I was asking him. I was because uh, I was on the dick pic part and uh, of this song for those of you who haven't heard. Um, and uh, so I asked him if he's ever taken a dick pic before or whatever, and he was all just like, just kind of he he played with it well. He he did. He I, I mentioned something about you on Tinder, and he goes, um, farmersonly.com, and that, oh, everyone lost. Yeah, like, oh, dude, and like he actually met his wife. Yeah, <laughs> so it was like, oh shit. And then after that, yeah. it was like but that's the beauty of those shitty shows. Yeah, ideally, if you can connect, they they, they make you uh, do more crowd work, which yep. you know, which is whatever. Like I, I I don't fucking do it. If I'm bombing, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna power, power through my through garbage. It. Yep. And get, I just don't have the chops yet to like call, you know, to like get them to be like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm not bombing. You're bombing. Yeah. As an audience. You guys are the horrible audience here. So. <laughs> I don't mean, I don't have you ever I'm cut cool. your own time short? <laughs> there was one. T- <laughs> there was one time uh, at the the show in Green Bay. Uh, we show up. I I always show up like an hour early. I'm all anxious about you know. And uh, I get there and I realize there's like, there's no mic, there's no stage, there's no like anything. And I'm like, hey, uh, first of all, uh, do I get any any drink tickets for the show? And she's like, what show? Oh like, no, the comedy show that's happening in an hour. And she's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, that's exactly what I just said. Like, oh my god, like the the guy that produced it like moved to uh, Houston. So like I don't know if you just forgot about it or like oh, damn. or like didn't 
or just assumed I'm going to travel with, we were going to travel with our own mics, you know? Like, <laughs> it was just weird. And I messaged a dude, and he's just like, yeah, they should have known. It's actually a benefit from a, for a comic who has cancer or some shit. And I'm like, oh, no. I was like, I don't think she's going to make it. There's no one here. There's no <laughs> money to be made. Like, you know, like, and then, uh, so I talked to the bartender. She's like, well, there, uh, it was like six. The show was at seven. She's like, well, there's a punk rock show in the sidebar, which has a stage. It's starting at eight. And she like let us use their fucking <laughs> like oh, mic man. and everything, mic stand and everything, and the sound guy set it up. They were super cool. They were like, dude, sorry, like we didn't know, you know, we had no idea. It's not on the schedule. Like I have no idea. I don't even know if this guy for sure even contacted the place. <laughs> just like, Show up. They might let you on. <laughs> it was me, Jake, Shane, Sean, Ivy, and uh, I think Cody was just there for the hang. But I went up. To, uh, and, and then surprisingly, like six, seven people like just happened to show up within that time, and they're I think they were there for the punk show. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure the guys are like, "Hey, can you just hang out with them?" Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's super it's, uncomfortable. Yeah. Like we were, <laughs> like I mean, they were fine. They, they were in like, they were, it was just so obviously like nobody was into it. And uh, I was uh, on my fucking last joke about my mom's tits or her boob job, and this couple walked in so bummed that as soon as they realized their stand-up they were like oh we've and the, the, the door is right by the stage not even a stage they gave us a fucking corner yeah. and uh moved the fucking chairs for us so when they walked in like the door pretty much went this close to my face <laughs> and we're like hey, anyway she got uh she got a boob job after the divorce and i was just like and you know what they're great tits. Of course, that wasn't the joke. I was like, dude, who is this for? Like, even like the like my girlfriend's on her phone. Like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> like, this is, so, and it's, I, I was, you know, that's the only time for like a quote unquote paid gig that I was like, uh, you know, done. Like, <laughs> yeah. no one's gonna be bummed. No, one, no one is gonna fucking Yelp review the bar and be like, I don't know, that guy kind of. Loved on his last joke there. Like. <laughs> and then the cool thing about because I was the first one up, and then Jake and Sean went up, did their whole set. Just, you know, and Jake Jake uh, was actually, quote-unquote, headlining that show. <laughs> and he's like, he got 25. And for just 25 straight minutes, dude just fucking killed it. Like, I killed it, but killed it in the sense that he had – momentum behind his jokes even though nobody was there to enjoy them. right i was just like fuck yeah jake That's like you, you're doing performing, your set you know? exactly it. i definitely so that, i was in a band a long time ago and like we definitely played that you know like six seven people in a coffee house and like blue moon yeah right like you gotta you know you're supposed to bring energy and it's like yeah. fuck that's a deep place to pull yourself yeah. out of sometimes yeah, man yeah, 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 yeah. that was a fun place though to go see shows but it always was it was like a handful of people there oh no no new that's the new moon um there was the blue moon that was here in nina and it's like it was rock island cafe rock, for a yeah. while too. Oh, yeah 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 that was kind of like the, the 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 hip spot yeah, yeah for, for a while. tiny little place like but they, it, it's because they always let bands play you yeah know? yeah like some of the venues like you were talking about you know yeah. It's definitely, but yeah, it is. It's hard to be like, oh, sweet, there's two people there. Yeah. I mean, it's super <laughs> amped up for this. Stand up, man. Like, it's one thing to perform to nobody in a band because then it's like, well, I mean, I'm, here, I'm up here with four dudes. I would stand up, you're just so fucking vulnerable up there alone. Like, oh, God, mm -hmm. I got to make this not 
awful for you guys, <laughs> and I don't know how to do that right now. And when you're getting crickets, it's, it, it plays uh, mind not games. Not even worse, just polite. Like, like, uh, yeah. like no, this sucks. You know it sucks. Shut up. <laughs> oh, acknowledgement, thanks. <laughs> yeah, At rat, least you know I'm standing here. I would rather here. you ignore me because I just, fu- if there's two people. Power right, because sometimes, like, especially if you're, like, still working on stuff and, and you're trying it out and, like, it gets, there's an uh, awkward connection between the comic yeah. and, really? and, like, the three people. And I think the best comics uh, could, like, dude, you know how you've done shows at the ICU, right? Yeah. And, like, you've done good there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've had good shows. and bad there. I've done four shows there, and they've all been equally horseshit. Yeah. I don't know what it is, like, about that bar <laughs> those people. Yeah. they... Hate stand up, and it's like, and it's weird because it's like they love Tyler, yeah, stand up, like, who, yeah, who he, gets shows he gets to get, good laughs yeah, too because, when well, he's there. He's, he's, Everyone knows him, and I think Tyler is really good at uh, at doing bar shows, cause yeah, he's, he's he knows how to take that crowd and, up, like, yeah, he got to do shows at uh, Comedy Quarter and, and Skyline, like, you know, when, when the previous owner and everything, but like, he still did majority of his shows and in, in like. You know, Wisconsin ass bars, I'm sure. Well, and he's blunt in the tempo that he sets oh, yeah, with he, his he, the pace he's of his good. routine. Yeah, he, he, uh, he's he knows you know he knows what he wants to sound like, and he does it. You know, he does a good job. So, uh, <laughs> you touched on your yeah, early upbringing. Like spring into the mic. Yeah, I'm like, like, what do you mean? Like, I'm we not supposed to hear you. We don't want. <laughs> no. We're trying to get hey, the show back. Take on your track. headphones off, real quick. That's what. Yeah, we. Had this. <laughs> Who was that? It was like I, I can still hear you guys, out. but they didn't have the headphones on. Like, <laughs> you like, can't like, whisper <laughs> two feet away from me. Like what? The worst spies ever, dude. Anyway, anyways, so. You touch on your early upbringings uh, and becoming an American citizen in your routine. Do you feel these unique experiences have uh, given you a different perspective that you uh, apply to your comedy? Um, a little bit. Um, I don't think I'm funny enough yet to really dive into, um, you know, uh, being uh, you know, foreign quite yet. And a lot of people have already done really funny you know stuff on, on on the idea of being foreign, but yeah, I and, but it's I, I just don't think I'm I'm quite there in my writing ability or my com- comedic ability to really touch on the the funniest parts of all that. You know, I, I yeah. have like premises and like half-ass ideas written out. You know, but like, and I I don't want to burn that material when I'm not quite good or i don't want to start doing it and then like not get laughs and then just stop doing it because you know like i've I've done various versions of of you know of, of like <laughs> like i have this fucking awesome ethnic cleansing joke <laughs> that just does not seem to ever fucking work and it's like so i stopped doing it because i don't know how to make it quite funny across the board yet yeah i totally think it has that's <laughs> such a It's one of those crowd reading topic. jokes though. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, this crowd can handle ah, this one. Just not clever enough well, to get there. When the time's right, yeah. yeah well, dude, that's, like, it'll I, come and to there, you. There's there's a lot of shit that like um I, I definitely want to write jokes about you know certain parts of my life, but it, it's just I'm not there yet. So right now I'm just going to fucking figure out how to get comfortable doing, you know, dick jokes and observations <laughs> and fucking farts are weird. Dating is weird. That's right. <laughs> So just to clarify on that, you want to say where you're from um, originally? Bosnia, Herzegovina. And you came here when? 1997. 
But not here first, right? Nope. Moved to Houston, Texas for a while. And, and that's I like your stuff on that too. <laughs> uh, talking about your oh. early Texas learning English. <laughs> yeah, that's a spot to to it's a tough um, spot to learn English. Yeah, really, dude. <laughs> it's like you either gotta learn it like a Chicano or like a Texan, dude. <laughs> that Chicano sounded cooler, dude. You just come up here and sound confused. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, dude. I I uh, I learned. I learned English without a, sir, a Bosnian accent. Well, technically, Bosnia doesn't have a language. In Bosnia, they speak Serbo-Croatian. Whatever. I got to start correcting myself on that. Because <laughs> there's, you know. But um, I, 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 I didn't have a, a foreign, like a, a Serbian accent. I didn't have a Texan accent. And I didn't have a Spanish accent because... Like I have to, I have a joke about it, but like I, um, when I was like learning English, I was like all my friends are Mexicans, so I was like learning <laughs> how they were learning it. You know what I mean? Because it's like the white kids were just like I, I don't, I think the white kids just thought I was like mentally challenged because it's like I don't think they had it in their heads that like oh white people are foreign too. Yeah. Because these were like fucking you know third, first through fifth graders. Yeah, in right. Texas, like not, not a lot of Norwegians are moving to Houston, <laughs> Texas. You know what I mean? Or not a lot of white ethnics are moving to Houston, <laughs> Texas. So they're just like oh this guy's retarded. Okay, it's cool. Right, right on. <laughs> Hangs out with the Mexicans. I don't know. I understand. <laughs> no, the Mexicans are cool. They got it. They're like oh yeah we're learning this bullshit language too. Come hang, dude. Got these homies dolls. Aren't they cool? <laughs> so how to, so it was pretty easy for you to acclimate coming up here then? I mean, yeah, like I was, I, light, I, was, like, I was pretty fluent like t- by second grade. Like I by second grade I, I could speak the language without any issues. Um I was still in ESL classes till seventh grade, which is really? weird as fuck to me. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, man, like I'm like in the same class as this like Korean who's been here four weeks. Like I've, <laughs> I've lived here for five years. Like you know, like I don't think we're on the same. Like it's like I don't know. Like to graduate from ESL, one of the, we had an exam and one of them was to spell the word remember. And I just remember being like, man, that's two on the nose. Like, really, I had to remember how to spell. Like come on, dude, what is this? Like what? Like, is this, I'm a U.S. citizen now because I can spell remember? Like, what? It was the most random <laughs> shit ever. That's funny. So, what kind of other stuff's important to you? What else do you do, like, other than comedy? There's got to be a little bit more to you, know? Um, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of shit. I, uh, I, um, I still try to skate every now and then. I grew That's up cool. doing that. Kind of hard to let go of it. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, like, every part of me is like, yeah, don't fucking do that. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I don't have a... health insurance. And... <laughs> there's this dude, I, I don't know, he just had a birthday recently. He's like 65 or something like that, 60-something. Hell yeah. Yeah, he's still boarding, dude. I mean, Steve Cavalera's got to be fucking pushing 60, right? Like, he's got to be. I like he's it. still out there doing Tony Hawk, I know, has got to be in his 50s now. Yeah, he... but that dude, like... I mean, it's how often have you seen Tony Hawk just eat shit? Yeah, like, <laughs> like he's not like a Danny Way where dude's just, just bouncing off shit and yeah. all this stuff. Like not, you know, like, like I just lands tricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, man. Like I try to be a good son, good brother, good boyfriend. You know, that's I guess that's important. Yeah. But as far as like other hobbies, you know, I'll fucking I'll doodle, play vids. Right on. Yeah. Go to shows. That's really it. 
So what kind of shit makes you laugh? What kind of like what do you find funny? Um Yeah, it's kind of it's weird that like the the kind of stand up I do. I don't really I don't I don't have a like a voice yet, so I don't really know what kind of stand up I do, but like this, the types of stuff I talk about is far removed from the comics that I find like super funny. Uh-huh. Like you guys know what Sam Talent is at all? Yeah, uh, I saw him actually. Yeah, he's hilarious. Dude, and it's like he's so goofy he is. and like just so rapid fire. That's not at all how yeah. I fucking do it up there. And though that's dude, he's like, oh man, he is. How does he not have a special yet? Yeah, he's how is hilarious. he not more relevant? That's what yeah. blows me out about ever looking he's at this tall, as a career. Too. It's like someone that fucking unbelievably talented and funny. It doesn't have a Netflix special, like or or any like accolations really. Like I don't think you know. I think he got JFL, which is cool. But like that dude, oh, man, he's so fucking funny. So just like um. Yeah, the kind of stuff that makes me laugh, I don't really think is the kind of comedy that I do, which kind of I kind of find weird. Like you would think, like you'd want to be, you know, gravitate to like, you know. But then again, I, you know, all kinds of shit makes me laugh, dude. Like a good fart, a good fart never. <laughs> yeah, dude, anything. I don't trust people that don't laugh at farts, man. <laughs> farts wrong. are fucking funny. Yeah. I don't care if it's your dog, I don't care if it's your your grandma. You know, like oh, that's dude, just funny. Grandma, I've never heard my grandma fart. Oh, fucking man. weird. You would bring that. Exactly. <laughs> but if you did, <laughs> you can't tell me you wouldn't just bust out <laughs> laughing. Like, I would honestly think cross she's that dying. one off. The- <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> cross that I've one never off heard the list. That come out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, farts yeah, are great, man. A lot of shit makes me laugh, dude. Fucking. Hood fights? I love hood fights. fights. (laughs) Do you remember bum fights? No, I wasn't into it because it's like, I mean, I've seen clips and I've watched it just out of fucking curiosity. It's awful, dude. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. I remember my buddies like, this is hilarious. Watch this. Yeah, uh, like what fucking poopy show you did during poopy? (laughs) What about like dwarf fights, though? I mean, if, if they signed up to fight each other and they're getting paid, not like 14 bucks in a fucking high gravity, dude. Like, here's a half a bottle of Mad Dog. Ram your head into that fucking dumpster. And they would. Like, and they fucking would. Wonderful, man. I know. That shit wasn't cool. Man, I mean, I, but I've, I've gone down some rabbit holes of watching fucked up. Remember, like, from, like, 2004 to 2009, it was, like, a good half a decade where, like, Gross fucked up videos were just the shit. Yeah. Like two girls, you know what I mean? That era, yeah. dude. Oh, man. <laughs> man, I went off on some fucking rabbit holes of smut and violence that I'm not oh. happy about at all. Before that, was do you ever see faces of death? Yeah, 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 dude. I uh, they had those at Family Video for a while. Yeah, yeah, rented those. Uh, turns out a lot of a lot of it's fake. Yeah. The animal shit's real, but I'm not trying to watch animals. Yeah, dude, I'll, wa- I'll watch like a beheading video, not a lot. But <laughs> I, but, I'll watch a beheading video. Yeah, or... But it's like a, a, a cartel guy getting killed. Where yeah. It's like, yeah, you probably did some sh- shady shit. Yeah. But when you're watching, like, what was that? One of the videos of Faces of Death was like they had a mo- they had this restaurant where you could you could like crush a monkey skull and eat its brains. Like that was that was a, a dish that they prepared. So they would bring a monkey out in this weird table where it's just his head is sticking out, and you'd have a hammer and just and he smash just, it. Ju- 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 as a monkey's oh. like, ah, it sucks. Ah. Like, so it's like I can't watch shit like that. Yeah. Like, but you know, like <laughs> a good Al Qaeda training video. Yeah, I'll watch That's that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's like an infidel getting burned alive. Yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like. 
What are some of your favorite uh, comedy movies and shows that you grew up with or have kind of? Oh, dude, like uh, <laughs> uh, fucking uh, CKY. All those, oh yeah. All those, oh my god. Uh, big like yeah the. Um, Fucking Haggard. Remember Haggard. I remember, that was the first Dude, one. That was... Like, say what you will, man. Uh, if 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 like the Jackass era or CKY era didn't shape your sense of humor, at least oh, yeah. the slightest, you're a fucking monster. Dude. That's what, I remember I had a Tyco video camera, and Jackass was a popular thing. And uh, For those of you who don't know what a Tyco video camera is, you could plug it into your VCR. Uh, yeah, that's right, VCR. And record on a VHS through... Through the inputs on there, and uh, we used to take that, and my buddy Joe Meyer and myself, okay, we'd sit and we'd mess around. We had like this fake Christmas tree that we would like jump into from my bed yeah. and film us doing it. <laughs> and then once I got my actual camera, like it, like we'd go out and skate and stuff, but it turned into us just like a lot of jackass stuff yeah, too. Yeah, you know? for sure. I we were uh, like. Like we did that, we like made skate videos growing up. Oh yeah, we were just too big of pussies to do anything like painful. Yeah, we just poop on stuff. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> that would be See, our like jackass that's... call out. We'd be like, Adam, poop on that manhole, <laughs> and he would just poop on this manhole. Cars be driving by. <laughs> See, my my, the, my version of that in school was like a ball, random ball tapping. Oh, I fucking hated those dudes. Oh, oh, yeah. I fucking hated. But on film. Anytime anybody, I was like, I'm not your friend anymore. Like, I don't, yeah, don't want to be around someone that's gonna just cause me pain for like the sake of like, oh, calm down. It was, it wasn't a joke. It wasn't a joke. You fucking thwacked my balls. Like, it was a fucking joke. It was an attack. Fuck all those dudes, dude. They're like random Charlie horse friends. Like, who the fuck are you? It fucking hurts. Like, what, am I, is it not supposed to hurt? It hurts. Fucking. You want to hurt Stone it? Ah, fucking douchebags, man. Like. Never about that. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, CKY was big, Jackass, all that shit. Um, yeah, the classics, man. I fucking I loved Super Troopers. Like, uh, that's that was a fucking yeah, a good 13-year-old a... movie, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Super Troopers 2 does not... Uh, live does, up. It doesn't live up to that. No, it was a good movie. There were certain parts it in it. It wasn't. It wasn't, but I just don't want to say feel, it wasn't because... Uh, it felt too it, forced. It's like you're... It's like, it's, yeah. You know, it's like you're, uh, it's a part of your childhood. You know? yeah. It's like, fuck, dude. Well, that's with a lot of sequels. Like, There's not too many that you see, unless it's like already pre plotted ahead of time. There's going to be a sequel. Yeah. It's like, like they just don't ever. Like, unless it's Frozen 2, 2. Also, garbage. Frozen 2 is really good. Yeah, but, but Ghostbusters 2? Like, that's a good one. I haven't seen it, dude. I haven't what? seen it, man. The sec- yeah, the set. Oh, that one. And then you have um, Back to the Future. I don't know if they planned on making a second one of those. I think the popularity of the first one, they're like, all right, fuck it, let's keep going with Why it. Why wouldn't you know? they? They don't have any fucking moral scruples about shit like that. Yeah. They'll ruin your childhood for 80 yeah, million. Yeah, dollars. it's a like, man. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I suppose we can start wrapping this up here. What advice would you give uh, young comics that are kind of coming into this scene about, uh, or anybody that's thinking about giving this a shot? Um, I don't know, man. Just go to an open mic. And get an idea of what it's actually like, you know, because a lot of people go into it only having watched their favorite comics ever do it. And it's like, yeah, man, it doesn't seem like they're working because they worked so fucking hard to make it seem that way. So don't go up there and thinking you can just 
you're naturally funny. Very few people are naturally f- good at stand-up. Yeah. I mean, even if you're naturally funny, that doesn't mean you're going to be a great comic. Yeah, it's you just, can be good at like a group of friends. Yeah, or it just, stories. Or it just means like you have uh, you have the brain for it, but you don't have like the the tools quite there yet. Yeah, because sharpen them. I think any anybody, no matter what, could become a good stand-up. You know, but it, it's just a matter of how much effort you're really going to put into it. And, and you know, I'm, and I've noticed from my own you know experiences that stand up attracts a lot of you have to be a little narcissistic or arrogant to even want to consider doing this <laughs> and it's yeah. like but you can't you can't have that be your whole thing exactly like you, you got to overcome you gotta that get you got to realize you're gonna suck dick and i think is i think a stand up is more of a test of your ability to fail than anything else because it's one of those things that you're going to fail 95% of the time until you eventually becomes 90 and eventually becomes 80 and so forth and so on. And um, if you, if anyone's at all interested, just go to an open mic. Don't even perform. Don't put that pressure on you. Just go there, hang out, watch it, see what the reality of stand-up is and see how fucking awful and cringy, <laughs> but also super funny and fun and rewarding it can be. I yeah. don't know. Um, but don't. There's enough comics out there. That's what. <laughs> don't, so you, we're all you, fighting. You run the one. You run the stand of the open mic at Skyline. Yeah. What? When is it? Every Wednesday at seven thirty. Sign ups at six thirty. Shows at seven thirty. It's Bogo Drinks. Uh, we're closed down currently due to the plague. But once we're back up, yeah, come out. Right on. Good time. It's that's like you were saying before. It's the open mic in the area, definitely where you have a crowd. And you can really do crowd tested. You can get crowd tested material from that. You'll get. Uh, I mean, granted, it's a pretty warm room. You know, uh, haven't had a lot of uh, heckling issues, which is good. Um, but you know, it's still a real, uh, a real good gauge of if you got anything worth, uh, worth repeating. Well, and like I said, I think being in that atmosphere really helps the creative process. You know, it does. I know uh, one thing I'm impressed about with you is, uh, and I know it's getting into it myself, was that you you give feedback. A lot of the guys will come up, I'll give you like little things here, but you'll give actual constructive uh, feedback on I stuff. Never do it, I never do it unwarranted because no, no, it, it, I, I, I have no idea how to fuck to do this, man. So it's like the only time I'll ever give any quote-unquote advice is if someone asks, and it's like I'll start with saying I have no clue how to do this either because i feel like if you're under five years in you're more or less at a nah, not the same place you're obviously you should be better than <laughs> five years in but like you're still new you're still figuring out what to do up there you're still you know trying to find your bearing and yeah man it's it's uh, it's a long haul sometimes it's worth it most of the times it's not yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i can i mean it's it's one of those things where you get started in it and you it it definitely can get to you sometimes. You'll go through those streaks where you won't be feeling so creative. You won't, but keep keep powering through. That is the big thing, I think too. Because it's, it's a testament to failure. Yeah, I think uh, learning to fail is uh, fucking important. I never played any uh, any actual sports growing up, so I never won or failed anything. Yeah. So going into this, uh, it's, it's it's like it's all these new emotions of like. You know, because it's like you spend most of your fucking life avoiding embarrassment, yeah, and pain. 
open <laughs> now and then you open the door to this fucking thing that yeah, you're throwing yourself right yeah. out there. No, now you're trying to like exploit embarrassment and pain. You're trying to get yes. better at it. <laughs> yeah, it's like you never managed those skills. You know what I mean? Like unless you were bullied growing up. You know what I mean? That's why a lot of comics, I think, were. I think a lot of comics were, you know, kind of like. Very few comics, I feel like, were cool kids in high school. Like, <laughs> yeah, very few. Right. Like, I can't imagine you need to do stand-up if, if most of your life you've experienced success or something. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, and you don't have quite the perspective on reality like like most of the people around you. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a, it's a different view on reality that definitely you see out of almost every comic. Like, and it's like, just like anybody, it's the different view. Opinions are like assholes. We all got them and they all stink except <laughs> mine. But it's one of those things, though. You you definitely see that in the scene. Everyone's got their little niches of things they work on, too. And I really think that uh, it's cool to see it grow. I'm, I'm glad that I got into it when I have and seen what, like, uh, you were a big inspiration and my cousin, uh, Cody Kropolowski, um, when I saw you guys kind of doing your thing, Sean was another one that I had met and uh, saw him kind of doing it and thought it was cool. When I went to I went to two open mics. I went to the Cimarron one, and then I went to the uh, Skyline one in one week. And after that, I was, like like you say, just go check it out. Like, that's all you got to do. Um, no pressure, but I, I fell in love. I wanted to get up there and do it too, and that's probably a little bit of the narcissism in me. <laughs> but but yeah. seeing some of the people, like, I could do it. I think I can do it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think that's how everybody does it. I can't remember who it was, but I've heard it on various podcasts. It's like uh, the th- like it's something like thank God for awful comedians because it lets people it lets the good ones know that they can be better than that or like it motivates you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it lets it lets people who might be good at it try it. Yeah. Because you watch, some, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, I can do better than that yep. type of thing. Well, and that's what but, that's what the open mic's for. Yeah, and you might be that one person's awful comedian. Yeah. That brings up <laughs> so you can help others. Yeah. If that's your thing. That's... I'm hoping my I've, I've motivated someone to try. It. <laughs> well, and everyone's got their nights, man. Just like anything, I've gotten up there and just gotten crickets and like left it being, like, oh, I should have been more prepared or blah blah blah, whatever. Yeah. But that's all part of the the process. Yeah. Right, and then you beat yourself up for a little bit, but you know if you keep going, like your turnaround's pretty quick. You only have a little bit of time to beat yourself up if yeah. we're, you have to start thinking ahead, you know. And yeah. I, that can definitely be helpful because then you don't just sit sit there deflated, focusing on that one time you went and failed. You but know, you do, <laughs> you do. <Yeah. laughs> but it's all a fine line, right? You got to find but a balance. Honestly, There's, I haven't had a horrendous bomb on a real show quite yet it's yeah. one thing to bomb in front of four or five people in a random bar where you can just leave and never think yeah. about it again but like i'm just ruining the day where i just eat a bag of shit at skyline <laughs> and like i've had pretty garbage shows there like there's one time where i fucking blank for like 10 seconds like 10 seconds of just <laughs> you fucking up there squirming dude it sucked but I, I felt like i came back a little bit but um a straight up like boo you fucking suck not yet and yeah. i don't know if i got the 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 wherewithal to handle, to handle that. that yeah, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> a lot of comedy comes from playing off your crowd yeah no i definitely think uh the the conversation aspect of it as opposed to sounding so scripted and structured is 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 a lot easier for people to listen to 
Yeah, like no one, no one's gonna give a shit about my actual opinions on certain things. Right. But it's like they might give a shit about just talking about what, dog dicks or whatever. <laughs> you know, they, might, that they might hear something funny or relatable in that way, but yeah. like, they're not like, how does Dan view art? <laughs> yeah. like, how does Dan? Call, you know what I mean? Like what the fuck? Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Something about my eyes, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> They're pretty red and glassy. <laughs> glassy. <laughs> you got two glass eyes. <laughs> so you got any uh, social media you want to promote? <laughs> I mean, I uh, have a Facebook, and uh, I mean, my Instagram has two posts. I can't. Like, I want to promote myself, but, but I have nothing. It's yeah, like, come see two pictures of me yeah. on my Instagram. Real captivating well, you, stuff. You had a show set up coming up. That was a pretty yeah, fucking decent bummed. set up, huh? Yeah, I was going to host for uh, Mr. Ian Bag at the Skyline, but Corona, baby. And there was a roast battle on Thursday that we were going to do. Gonna have some dudes from Madison and Milwaukee battle each oh, other. Would that sucks, man. Great. Yeah, dude. I'm su- I'm bummed. I mean, I'm I'm bummed on the show, but that I, I really like doing the roast mania. Yeah. Which we do uh every time we have a Thursday available at the skyline. I think there's one set for April. We might push the March one back. <laughs> yeah, right on. All your ten listeners, man. That's right. It's like Leah Huff and your mom. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and me. My mom so won't. Nice. My mom won't listen to me. <laughs> She'll at least play it so we get. Yeah, the views. so we get the view. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, leave it on for the dogs. That's what. <laughs> that might help with my dog separation anxiety. To Casey, you're a good boy, bud. Don't bark. <laughs> We couldn't make podcasts for dogs. <laughs> Just like, you're a good boy. <laughs> a dog. Oh, so. You better write that down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who wants a treat? Who wants a treat? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's the third goodbye, dude. Yeah, Fucking I know. I, I was just saying, let's, let's turn it off. All right. We'll, we'll get back to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening. Later. <clears throat>